Manager Therapy. I am, of course, your host, Tony Jameson. And joining me, as always, is the one and only Rich Owens. Rich, how the devil are you, buddy? I'm really warm, if I'm honest with you, pal. I'm, I'm, I'm hot, I'm sweaty. Um, it's Yeah, I'm, I'm recording this week's podcast, by the way. If anybody's noticed, there's a slight change in backdrop. Um, this isn't an abandoned Italian restaurant from the 1990s. Um, this is my, my mother-in-law's house, who's kindly put us up for a few days, as we are in the middle of moving house. And it's really warm here, and I can't turn the heating down because people over 60 break the thermostat, so I'll just sit here and sweat. It's fine. <laughs> Apart from that, I'm fine. Mate, the way the energy prices are going, you need that heating turned off right now, okay? This is You cannot afford to be heating the house in August. <laughs> this is stupidity right there. I know. I know. It's madness, isn't it? She'll come She'll come back from a little holiday, and uh, thank, thanks for putting us up, Jan, but we've also bankrupted you, so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you owe us nine grand. That's brilliant. Um <laughs> But I tell you what, while while we, we we could talk about energy prices all night, which is what we sort of <laughs> planned to do originally, but mm. we're gonna change we're gonna change tact already. We're gonna change tact already because obviously we've been away for a week. I've been on my holidays. Rich has been mm-hmm. racking up heating bills. Um, we've got ourselves a wonderful guest, and genuinely, genuinely, so happy to get this guy on. We've we've been wanting to get this for a little while. Um, everybody, say hello to Big Demo. Demo, how are you, man? <laughs> Thank you very much. It's brilliant. He's talking about sweating, and I'm living in 92 degree Florida here. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in a 26 degree York, so it's about the same. <laughs> See, in fairness, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Humidity might be slightly different, but uh, you know, it's okay. <laughs> no, very good. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Oh, mate, absolute pleasure. We should give you a proper full introduction, but maybe for people who potentially don't know who you are, uh, former WWE wrestler, uh, current professional independent wrestler, the Beast of Belfast, to give you your uh, <laughs> your full name. But more importantly, Manchester United fan who appears to be happy at the minute. <laughs> well, I think happy is always going to be relative as a Manchester United fan, but uh, in, in terms of does it feel like there's an uptick Yes, yes, it does. So. <laughs> yeah, we were saying just before we recorded, we've had multiple United fans on, and you'll be the first one who actually will come on and go, things aren't so bad, actually. If you go back through the uh, the previous ones, they're all going, it's terrible, this is the worst Man United ever. And you're going, it's all right, actually, it's quite nice, this. Oh, I, I, listen, it's going to be a matter of time before it literally is the new manager's team and everything else. So, like, I think that's me being uh, the older head, you know, being able to say, yeah, you know, it's a... I do remember Ron Atkinson being in charge, you know what I mean? So, uh, which was a long time ago, should maybe showing my age more than anything. Um, and I remember the first the first couple of years for Fergie weren't great, you know. Um, but I think everybody else uh, remembers the the good times a bit more, and that's the that's the biggest issue, you know. Absolutely. I mean, it's an interesting one because I think you're the third, maybe fourth United fan we've had on the podcast in the last like three to four months. And it's been a really, because every time we've interviewed somebody and sat down and chatted to them about United, it's been that, that there's just been something else that's happened just before we've sat down with them. And there's been a really like different array of emotions towards the club from the fans that we've sat down and chatted <laughs> with. So like I say, it's, it's it's great to be able to sit down with somebody, with somebody who's going to say, yeah, everything's, everything's all right at the moment. And to be fair, if you were to line up all the fans that we've sat down and interviewed, if there's one person whose you know, opinion you're more likely to listen to, it's probably yours. I mean, if everyone else, like, <laughs> if big, if big I'll take that. No, uh, I'll take that compliment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. no I think the main issue. I think the main issue in the fans that we're all that we're all united behind is we definitely want to see the end of the Glazers in charge of Man United. But at the same time, listen, it's still something that we're all doing as a hobby, which is supporting a you know the the football team. It it becomes more than more than a hobby a lot of the time. But for the people on Twitter and things like that who take this to the nth degree and. Um, you know, the, the racist abuse some of the players get or, or some of the other abuse they get is just way too far and, and absolutely ridiculous. But at the same time, like, you know, I, I do agree with the, the Glazers Out protests and that's something that I'm, I'm pretty uh, vociferous about, especially recently. Um, and I, I think we're all united in that regard. But in terms of what we're seeing on the pitch, it's, it's a long process. And I think that people think this is going to change with one transfer window. You know, you're all too busy playing FIFA and football manager to have any idea of what reality is. And it is going to take a couple of years, maybe longer, before we are a unit. You know, we are a team who can actually put together enough performances to come up against the likes of the cities and the Liverpools and whatever. 
Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. And you mentioned there the, the the glazers out, and, and what's and obviously mentioned that you're based in Florida these days. Like, what's the feeling in the states? Like, do they get a hard time in the states, or do the people sort of go, "Well, hang on, these guys like they've they've they run the Buccaneers, like they've just you know they well, just won the Super Bowl." To give you guys an idea, the, the Buccaneers sat as the worst team in the league for eleven years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what the Glazers first took over and they won the Super Bowl in two thousand and five, right? I think, or maybe it was the, maybe it was just before then. Then for eleven years, they were the worst team in the league. Um, I think it might even be 12 or 13 years. And then they decide, you know what? We're going to go and get Tom Brady. And they won the Super Bowl again. And then Tom Brady leaves uh, and it'll all go back downhill again because there's no relegations here in America. So they don't understand that concept. They just think, well, it doesn't matter because, you know, there's swings and roundabouts. What they do here is, is nuts. They fire the manager every year and then they fire the general manager every five years. So it's like this cycle. The general manager is kind of like the director of football. Um, so they kind of do this same cycle. Uh, and then they decide, okay, we're going to put money in our pocket. And we're going to go and get Tom Brady, and they won the bloody Super Bowl, which is mind blowing. Like, but that's that's the difference between American sport and British sport. We can get relegated in, in in you know in English football, you know. So that is a complete unknown concept to them. They have no idea how that works. And if we had it got relegated, uh, they wouldn't have been fussed. You know, that's one of the craziest parts of it. Um, but the reaction to, to to here is like people don't. Uh, people just didn't take Buccaneers seriously for a long time. But the fans were, like, upset because they got this brand-new stadium that was paid for by the state. It doesn't get paid for by the, mm-hmm. the, the owners, which is a disgrace when you really think about it. Um, so they, the state pays for the, the, the stadium, um, and they, they sit there doing nothing for a long time, and then they decide randomly, okay, now we'll, we'll make a difference. And then Super Bowl. So it's like, that's what they hoped was going to happen last year when they brought in Ronaldo. They saw that, and they even said that in their press release. Know that they saw this as the Tom Brady of uh, of Man United. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a bit different in uh, in our version of the games. So. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, I, I was. You, you've just beaten me to it. Cause I, I was going to say there's that really interesting dynamic, isn't there? Like you've got, you know, Tom Brady, arguably one of the greatest ever to play the sport. You know, most of the team like absolutely yeah. and can carry, can carry them to a Super Bowl. Whereas, you know, somebody like Cristiano Ronaldo, um, as accomplished as a footballer as he is, suddenly you, you stick him into a squad with, you know, like Scott McTominay and Eric Bailly, and you're like, go on, w- win the league. It's it's not going to be straightforward. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. Ronaldo, Ronaldo didn't coax uh, Paul Scholes out of retirement, did he? So it's like <laughs> Tom, Br- Tom Brady's on the Yeah, it's, a, it's a bit different. Yeah, on. Gronkowski, you know, is this incredible, uh, um, you know, what, what, what position? He, he's not the wide receiver. He's tight the, end, isn't he? Tight end, tight end. So like, yeah, yeah Rob, 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 Rob decided to, to retire at like 30 or something. And then uh, Brady's like, hey, you want to go and win a Super Bowl? Yeah, sure. Why not? You know? <laughs> It's a bit different, you know, if we if we call a Giggsy and say, hey, do you want to miss your court case and come and play for a season? You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to work that way, you know? <laughs> he'd, have been, he'd have been over the moon. He'd have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. So, so obviously the new manager in charge now, there are new players in there. And I know when we've spoken to, to previous guests, they've been Duke particularly, shout out to Duke, by the way, who was, uh, when we recorded him, was very, very angry that United were going to do no business whatsoever. So... <laughs> We can now look on it that you've bought Anthony for 80 odd million quid. You've bought Jesus. Martinez for about 70 million quid or something. Um, there's another couple of players have come in as well. Um, Malassia. Malassia, sorry, that's the guy, sorry. Um, yeah. Who looked fantastic recently. So, absolutely. Money's, yeah, yeah. money's been spent and probably in decent positions, I think. I mean, well, I think the difference between money being spent and money being. Um, used, which we, we we have coming out of our our team anyway. Like no money has been spent by the Glazers, and that's one of the real issues of this whole Glazer protest is they bought it with debt. They never paid any money in, <laughs> and they've only ever taken money out. So yes, I, I understand it's been like one point two billion dollars or whatever pounds that we spent on the team, but it's like it's like if you give me a dartboard. Um, and put a bunch of players' names on it, and then I closed my eyes and threw the darts at it. That's exactly how our process has been for the last, you know, 10 years or whatever. Um, so having a manager come in and decide, no, he doesn't want the likes of Paul Torres and whatever else. Like, he wants Martinez, he wants Malassia, he wants whatever. And they went, fair play to them. I know we overpaid massively for, for Anthony. Um, but listen, he only needs to score three goals to to come close to Jack Grealish. So, I mean, you know, if we really wanted to, to get upset about... Uh, to get upset about money and whatever else, then we could we could be here all day. We could talk about Lukaku and his his uh, loan back to to Inter Milan. But um, 
listen, all the major teams are going to be forced to overpay, especially right now. And we've been forced to overpay by Ajax for a lad who's definitely not the finished product. And he may be a years away from being the finished product. However, if that's who the manager wants, then I'm glad we've got what he wanted because Jose Mourinho's main, main problem with Man United was he wasn't getting the targets he wanted. Uh, Van Hal was apparently the same. He wanted Thomas Muller and he wanted a couple other lads and they were they were close to happening but didn't happen. So he ended up getting fucking Rojo and whatever else, you know. Like th- there's there's all these kind of examples where we, we weren't getting what the manager wanted. Now, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer hadn't a clue what he wanted, you know what I mean? So he got, you know, he, he was like, oh, English guy who plays centre-back. Yeah, get him. Great. 80 million. Fantastic. Bargain. You know, it's like, that's the difference when we get Ten Hag who comes in and says, right, I need a ball playing. Um, left-sided centre-back who's also left-footed or sorry, right-sided centre-back who's, who's also left-footed so they get one you know what I mean so they want um, uh, a right-winger who's left-footed he gets it you know, he gets Malassia who's, who's a youngster coming through who's already unseated Shaw who we didn't expect to happen for years but it just shows the level of malaise that was already in the United squad you know, especially amongst the English contingent which is actually quite sad like since that uh, that European Championship you know, everybody went downhill massively Um and Shaw was, was incredible throughout that whole tournament. Maguire was incredible throughout that whole tournament. Won every ball, Maguire. And then he starts the season like as an absolute shambles. You give him one of the best centre-backs in the world as a partner, and he gets worse. Amazing. Um, but that's, that's been our, you know, our last few years has been awkward. So I'm glad that the manager got targets that he wanted over the line. Um, are we perfect? No. Are there going to be some really bad results coming? Absolutely. Uh, the Brentford hammering is an example that uh, there's going to be a bit of uh, shenanigans for this season. But at the same time, they got themselves together. You saw, if you if you guys saw the match at all against Leicester, like Dallow makes a block and everybody fucking loses their mind. They're all like high-fiving each other, <laughs> hugging. And I'm like, we haven't had that kind of defense, like that kind of togetherness in a long time. So that's where I do see that there's a definite improvement. It's still going to take years before we're, we're at exactly at the level we want to be. Um, but, you know, this is so much laughably better than we were four months ago. Mm. I mean, every, every signing that got made kind of felt deliberate, which I think is, yeah. which if, if you look at United's transfer policy over the last, you know, three or four years, I mean, you, you could, you know, you couldn't say that at all. Um, I think especially considering if you look at where United were in the transfer window a month ago, like six weeks ago, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Oh my God. Frank, with, with, with Frankie Dion. Yeah. Now at the end of that window to be able to say, well, actually we've bought in Christian Eriksen, we've bought in Casemiro, we've bought in. Casemiro, Christ. Like, yeah. like, we've, we've, we've bought in Martinez. Like there aren't many United fans that, you know, if you'd said that to them six weeks ago, wouldn't have first and foremost, like, like, no, you, you're, you're obviously mental. That's just de- that's just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking well, about? Well, look at this. Um, we were shopping in the bargain basement trying to get Arnautovic over the line, right? Mm, and then suddenly we mm. go and spooge 70 million on Casemiro and you're like, okay, how did this change? What changed here? I've heard rumblings that there might be some serious um, changes happening uh, with, with the actual sale of the, the club, right? Because there's no other reason why we'd be, you know, in the bargain bin and then suddenly we're like, we, we go, okay, who's the best defensive midfielder available and just suddenly bang him. You know, it was the, the weirdest couple of weeks um, where we, we're legit 100% actually going to sign Arnautovic. Only the people protested, thank God, because, listen, I'm sure he'd be fine, right? But, you know, we have a, you know, a hefty amount of, um, let, let's, let, let's just say it, black players, and he's a, you know, a noted racist. So I, I don't really see how that would have been a good idea across the line anyway. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be thinking about bringing this fella in anyway. You know what I mean? But that's kind of the position we were looking at there briefly, and then suddenly, you know, I think we knew the De Jong thing wasn't happening, so they went, they bought um, Casemiro, and somehow they put the money in the pocket again for uh, for Anthony. So it means they're not going to get their dividends this year. So you know, go fuck them. You know what I mean? Happy days. <laughs> but but this this is the thing, though, man. You're saying there that literally that on out of his deal came out of nowhere. You've got, I mean, you know. Whatever people think about Ronaldo as a footballer, as a person, he's a piece of shit, right? You know, he's in the dressing room as well. You're then going to potentially bring on Outovich. There's obviously been the other player that's been and gone, right? Rabbit, the other player that was in the United squad who's been and gone and isn't coming back for a little while, potentially not even ever. Fingers yeah. crossed with that one. Like these are just not players that you need in and around a club. Like <laughs> who, who's making those decisions? Like we say there about United's recruitment policy over the last few years has been non-existent. Like at least with, with when Ferguson was there, there was a plan. It was very deliberate. It was, 
I need a player who can do X, and I go after that one specific player. Yep. And I maybe I'll only buy one player this year, but it, that will be the player that I want. Whereas, as you say there, the last few years have been, bring in 10 players, see if they fit. Like, very much oh the Nottingham Forest way of signing... Oh, my God. <laughs> Still my favourite thing in the world. Like, like Nottingham Forest are definitely me when I'm playing a new, a new save on Football Manager, right? And I'm like, <laughs> right, none of these guys are ever going to be above three stars, so let's see who I can get this summer. And then the opportunities keep happening. So it's brilliant you brought up Nottingham Forest. Still my favourite thing ever. 22 players in one transfer window. Amazing. But, um, <laughs> no, I think, that, I think, like, listen, I think we, we look back with rose-tinted goggles a bit with Fergie, right? He made plenty of fucking mistakes. Um, yeah. Eric Dejamba, Jamba, Glaberson, you know David Belly, and like there was there was so many of them who didn't they didn't work out right. The whole no value in the transfer market stuff was a load of bollocks as well, right? But realistically, to have an idea now um, with with a manager who wants a specific thing, that's that's good. I still think we need a director of football. Like you, you're relying on John Murta who learned under the learning tree of Ed Woodward uh, and John Arnold was, was the same, you know, like, you, so you're wondering, like, is this going to get any better? Like Darren Fletcher's now suddenly a, a football director um, having absolutely no idea uh, what, of the, the role involved behind the scenes other than maybe, you know, he's done a bit of youth coaching, you know, so I am still very nervous about the, the setup, but at the same time, Manager said, "No, I don't. I want these targets, and he got those targets. So if it fails, then it's on him. And I, I, I'm fine with that because at least that's somebody saying this is what I want. Um, you didn't give me Frankie, De, Frankie De Jong, right? And that's fine. But you still got Casemiro and Eriksen, so you, you're going to do it a different way. Um, but like, if you'd have got Frankie De Jong, then it, you know, obviously there'd have been even more pressure on him because okay, you got your number one target through the door and everything else. Um, go and have at it. You know what I mean." Um, I'm hoping that if he does get these, you know, three, four, five years, whatever, in charge, he's able to to get rid of the lads who just aren't like. And it seems to be the English ones, which is sad, sad but true, um, who've maybe just developed, you know, Billy Big Bollock syndrome, which seems to have come in uh, a lot, considering we've been uh, a very average team for a few years. But um, I'm hoping that you know, with, with Ten Hag in charge, he can maybe start shifting out a bunch of these lads. Um, I just bring in. I don't care if they're all Dutch. Listen, if we happen to have you know the entire Dutch United team, that's fine. Uh, I'm 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 all for it. I just want people who actually give a shit when they're playing. You know, the hardest part about you know sporting this team for 34 years um, is you've seen the absolute highs of 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 football. You know what I mean? Um, and now we're you know we're in those kind of awkward periods where as bad as we are, um, you're still somehow finishing sixth. You know, like any other. Uh, professional capacity would be would be even further down, you know, in the the tables. You know what I mean? But somehow they they still managed to finish sixth, which is mind blowing when you think about it. But um, the hope is from here they have a, an idea of what they want going forward, and they're going to back the man to do it. I think it's I think it's it's, it's it's it has to be an exciting time. You know, we we were talking just before we uh, before we hit record about the teams that we support, and you know, I can't remember being genuinely excited about the future of Sheffield Wednesday for any point in the last 20 odd years. So, you know, and I think Tony's the same with, with that team he used to support from, from Birmingham. So it it, it must be nice. (laughs) It must be nice to be able to sit there and go, actually, you know what we've, and for a club the size of United as well, it's like, it's, it, success is expected failure is magnified and after years of comparative disappointment to be able to sit there and go, actually, you know what? The building blocks are actually properly in place now. And we could go well, we, we've deserved it a little, you know, we've mm-hmm. deserved a little because we, we saw it happen to Liverpool. Like we, Liverpool, the, the biggest team in the world in the eighties, you know what I mean? So um, we, we knocked them off the, the top of the, the perch and then we've just allowed ourselves to go the exact same way. So, you know, we, we've, we haven't learned from their lesson at all. Um, and it might take us even longer um, to, to finally figure out how we want to be. But yes, I'm definitely a lot more excited now than I was Um and like, listen, there was a period when we got thumped by Brentford. I'm like, oh, Christ, what, what's going to happen this season, you know? But, you know, sometimes you, you come up against the right team at the right time and we come up against Liverpool of all teams um, and we managed to, to make them look very ordinary for at least 30 minutes of that match, which for us was a massive victory in itself. Us winning was, it was mental. Um, but for us to actually, you know, play well against them and make it very difficult for them, um, might be a template for a lot of other teams this year against them, you know. So and that's one of the coolest parts is that we managed to figure out a way to play against, you know, the the ultimate heavy metal pressers, whatever the fuck name they give themselves. You know what I mean? Um, was it the the 
like the mentality monsters, <laughs> as, as they call themselves. <laughs> um, but uh, nothing, not to take away from them. Listen, I'm actually thinking about it now. I'm thinking I'm going to fucking you know get a tag team this next year, and you know what I mean. <laughs> mentality monsters, you know, I'm off for it. You know, but we'll be in the three of us. Do, it's going to have to now. You know, going to going to have to. This this is the next faction, yeah. boys. You know. <laughs> You can be the we'll, muscle, we'll, we'll be the speed, exactly. right? You, you guys do all the talking for me. How's that? You know, <laughs> that works. That works. You, okay. you just go in and knacker everyone for us, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but so this is the thing, right? So you've obviously now got these, this, this result against Liverpool, like you say, you've now got to sort of work out to grind out those results against, with all due respect, the Brentfords, you know, of, of, of the world. Like, and it's obviously it's exciting to see that now. If we pull it back into a bit of FM talk as well we've already mentioned like the the forest and their transfer <laughs> policy this year which is very much everyone's transfer <laughs> policy of sign everyone on pre-contract agreements then the first of july comes around and you're like, <laughs> oh, shit i've already signed for i it. forgot about them <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the guy you've wanted for five years is on the transfer list you're like oh for fuck's sake 100 percent. you're straight in for him as well you're like right i'm yeah. buying eight <laughs> more players that i've already got in that position <laughs> we're going for it um, but yeah, obviously the, the the reason obviously that, that we reached out um, to get you on the podcast that like we've sort of spoken, I think historically uh, about Football Manager, um, and then you mentioned on Twitter recently about how Football Manager's currently the savior of a of a professional wrestler traveling, and I was like, we're we're speaking a demo, we're getting demo <laughs> like so mm-hmm. so yeah, let's talk FM, let's talk FM because when when did you get into it and. What's your strategy? We'll, we'll do it all. So I'm gonna I'm gonna show my age right away here. So I mm-hmm. played the very first football manager, and I'm talking about. I actually had to I get my friend to write this down, so I'm gonna double check what it is. So it was it was before the Commodore 64. So it, it's literally like a, mm-hmm. um, and maybe one of the Amstrads or whatever else. The very first football manager, and then eventually the Championship Manager series came out um, on PC and everything else. So I've been playing that since I was literally able to. You know, and allowed to to play with an electrical equipment. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I, I, my my vivid memories are of Championship Manager two, um, and then like 96, 97, 97, 98, and and moving on three, four, whatever else. But like, I remember like my first real success was in Championship Manager two. Um, I took um, they don't even exist anymore. Um, God, what was it? Was it Swindon Town? No, no, it wasn't Swindon. No, 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 Scunthorpe. I think it was. Maybe Scunthorpe. It was one of the teams who, who recently. Yeah. It was one of the teams who recently folded, um, and I took them to the the Premier League title, right? And that was it. That was the love affair that you know you you then you, it becomes a part of your life. Then you know you you buy every copy that comes out, and you try every perme, permutation of of yeah. You try playing the foreign leagues. You don't like it. You come back just playing the English league again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but uh, honestly, it has. It's been a long time, and one of the coolest parts of the last few years. Was so I've got a I bought a tablet a few years ago. Um, it's like a Samsung tablet, right? And I was able to start getting Football Manager Touch, which is like a slightly slimmed down version of Football Manager. And I've been able to take that with me on the road, like full speed, and it's fantastic. I'm able to blitz through, you know, years and years and years of of, of gameplay, you know, and and that that's helped a lot because as the game got so advanced, it was harder to have a, a laptop, you know powerful enough to be able to play the game um, and let alone be have a laptop that you could carry with you across the country uh, or worldwide really um, so being able to get football manager touch was massive um, sadly they didn't they didn't release this year's copy um, on uh, on the uh, the tablet it's got it's, it's on the switch I've got it in the switch but it's not not exactly the same but um, so I'm still kind of playing the 21 version um, and I've, I've, to be honest like I've played so many long-term files of the 21 because it, it cuts out at 30 years. Um, so every time I get to the 30 years, I have to retire and start again, you know. Um, but uh, it's been a lot of fun because, you know, I set myself challenges now, and that's kind of how I play the game. It's like I might one day take a notion, right, so when Newcastle got, got bought over, um, I was like, I wonder if I can maybe try something like that, you know, like the try, you know, can you do the Newcastle thing and how quickly can you make them, you know, pretty good. But the, the only problem with Premier League teams is it, it's two or three seasons and you're, you're flying. You know, you can pretty much – you nail it from there, you're winning the, the Champions League and whatever else. So the current thing I tried to do um, was, <laughs> it's a, it's twofold, okay? I want to try and bring Ireland to win the World Cup, right? Which is utterly, 
utterly impossible, right? Um, but at the same time, I'm going to try and take an Irish league team and make them win the Champions League because my thought process is if I can get an Irish league team of all teams, oh my God, to Champions League, then it means I'll have Youth Academy at that point, which might be good enough for the Irish team, blah, blah, blah. It does work, you know, when you're in your 20, I'm, I think I'm on 2047 or 2048 now, um, and I got to the final of the Champions League with uh, with Waterford, which is uh, like a team in the, the, the southeast of Ireland. <laughs> and uh, at the same time, I, I've now got good enough players that I'm actually competing now internationally. So my, my, my save's about to die in two years, but there's a World Cup coming up and the hope is that I can uh, that I can maybe win it, but that's it's one of the craziest ideas. And somehow we've got to the point where we're competitive, which is you know for Ireland right now is, is doesn't seem possible. Yes, Bazunu's not a bad keeper at uh, at Southampton, but <laughs> name me one other one. <laughs> well, you know what? Right, there's there's two things I'm taking away from this. Okay, first of all, like welcome to the OG club because I'm I'm like yourself, I'm like OG <laughs> as well, right? Okay. So that when you said that, I was like, "Yeah, good, right? We're we're all on the same level here. Like you, you're proper proper old school." And then you went, <laughs> "Oh, I'm doing a build a nation with Ireland." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yes, of course you are. Of course you are. Fucking love that, right?" I'm uh, insane. I'm insane. What what I suggest? What I suggest when you when you start mentioning that? We've had a couple of guests on who do who do a build a nation save in Ireland. Second yellow card. Check him out. He does one with uh, oh sweet with, with treaty. So he's he's currently managing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Trudy. Um, yeah. So, so I spank them regularly now. How we roll Owen and um, Stacey Summers in invented a team called Betty's Town from from outside of Dublin. She put <laughs> Betty's into Town. The, she put them into the English leagues and tries trying oh, to wow. get them promoted through. So um, so yeah, so there's there's a couple of people who are doing similar stuff. And like second you started saying about this, I was just like, oh damn, old man, this is, just, <laughs> this, is this is perfect. This is, this it's is a labor of love. <laughs> so I, I just found out there, I had to check. It was the Sinclair ZX Spectrum was the very first uh, system I played football manager on. That gives you an idea of how fucking old I am, maybe. But uh, yeah, no, honestly, it, it's become like this mad labor of love because, you know, it's very easy to choose a Premier League team or a championship team and, and do well, you know. But to choose like a, a nation, like weirdly like Ireland, which doesn't seem to like... You might get the occasional wonder kid once every 10 years or whatever else, you know. Um, so, like, to try and build around a one in 10 year <laughs> wonder kid is, like, very difficult. Mm -hmm. So, But it's been very rewarding. Like, I've built a, a solid-ish team. Uh, and I, I put something up. I finally got, like, this this wonder kid striker. He came out of my... Um, he came out of one of my, my youth teams maybe like four years ago, whatever. Um, and he's he's an outrageous striker. So that's who I can now build around and, and whatever else. But honestly, like I think the only problem for me is is, you know, the easy patterns are, are too like they're boring, you know what I mean? And and like as much as I'd love to be united and win the, the Champions League every year, you know, it, it's just not I, I think my main criticism of the most recent football managers is like there, there seems to be a period after like the five year kind of mark where um, the game kind of panics almost. Um, and, you know, it can sometimes be too easy and whatever else. So having these really difficult scenarios are almost the only way to try and like get kind of combat that. Um, but no, honestly, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. And th this current save has been my favorite so far. Um, because it's been by far the hardest. Like I've done this same save three times or maybe four times, um, but this one has been like I've given myself no help whatsoever. Like starting the game, um, like so. Whereas before I might have like um, you know had a golden generation or something like that to help me get started. Whereas this way it's been okay. You're starting with literally nothing, and that's been very cool. Mm. Um, so to get there with no help has has been like don't get me wrong. I, I've I nearly threw the tablet, you know, uh, out a few car doors or whatever else. Like it's, it's been, there's been a few days, like, um, but um, when you finally get that, that, you know, wonder kid, you're like, oh my God. And he actually has a good personality. Ah, Jesus. You know, so, <laughs> whereas you, you, you know, previously my, my last wonder kid had, was unambitious or casual. And you're like, oh God, the worst possible thing has happened, you know. <laughs> but this one, you know, he's got a professional, uh, professional personality. So, you know. As you guys know, that's 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 it. That's all we need. But these are the these are the players that you fall in love with, though. 
they, they, these are the ones that you fall in love with, the ones that aren't real, but you've nurtured them as if they are own. And then, as Rich says, when they turn on you, you're like, oh, my oh, God, you utter shit. Like, of all the things for you to do, it's horrible. I had the ultimate turn on. I uh, turn on me, not turn on. Obviously, if it got if it got to that <laughs> point, uh, if it got to that point, then there'd be questions. But um, I had the I'll ultimate turn it, on me. My, 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 uh, thank you. I'm really proud of myself. That's all that media training, boys. So, um, <laughs> so my 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 best jet was my own son. <laughs> I got a I got a, I got a about a three star level son, which was amazing, right? And he desperately got a, wanted to get away from me. <laughs> So that was that was one of my previous saves from a couple of years ago. But like that was, uh, I thought that was the ultimate kick in the teeth there. So it must be awful when you've got a son and you're not yeah. his favorite personnel. You just <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like dislikes you. Not what? Only my... <laughs> not only realistic my... though, you know. Shit. Ages. Yeah. And you're grounded. There you go. That'll teach. You. <laughs> Well, I had one of my favorites ever was I had a, had a player who missed training so many times that it, it it got to the point where he didn't get paid for two years because he he missed training. I got, so I find him two weeks wages forty times right. So he missed <laughs> eighty weeks of pay just because he kept missing training. And I was like, I'm just going to keep this guy. This is fabulous. You know what I mean? I, I mean, <laughs> good for the budget. That's incredible! Like you've literally saved the saved the club money. Just send him out on the. Lash. Like, he can't afford to go on the lash, but he's not here. Like, is it? I've, I can't get a train. Why? Is, I've got no petrol because you've given me no money. Eighty years. weeks of no pay. Eighty weeks. I swear, it was the best thing I've ever seen. It was literally like, and he was my gas going when I really think about it because you know he's my playmaker. You know what I mean? Uh, and he he was he put a, a hell of a shift in every week. Right? No problems with him on the pitch. But he kept missing training. And it was the funniest when I got a notification because I kept ignoring it. It's like, this is now the 40th time he has missed training. And I was like, maybe I should do something about this. And then I realized I've just saved so much money. So. But, but at 40 times, like, is it worth <laughs> bringing it up at this point? <laughs> Honestly, they should just say, listen, you know, whatever it is, I think it was Gary or something. You know, Gary, um, Gary's got his own schedule. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> Like, like when Paul McGrath never trained because of his knees, like your mate, your man's just like, I'm not going to train ever. I'm just, I'll turn up and do it on the day. Like, it's like Ledley King. News, a, a news item turns up going, This player has turned up for training. You're like, What? What? What happened? Has he had surgery? Somebody informed me, you know? <laughs> Must be on the transfer list. <laughs> <laughs> Angling this, this, for that uh, move. I mean, my brother used to do the same thing in a network save we used to have. Um, he just used to find Andy van der Maeder two weeks' wages every two weeks. Um, only, <laughs> his, his, his explanation was, it's funny. Oh, <laughs> Andy van I like his style. Never, never, yeah, he, he, never, he never asked to leave. He, 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 he was happy to warn the bench every week. But yeah, just, just every two weeks, got to find two weeks' wages. He'd get angry. By, I think he just forgot about it the next week. It was brilliant. Yeah. Went, went on for an entire season. So Andy Van der Meer, a personality type, forgiving. That's that's what. It's about. <laughs> Very loyal. Yeah. Turns the other cheek. Mm. Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> Has recently found Jesus. <laughs> I did. So I, I had one recently, um, and I, so they've added this recently, where like a player comes out as gay, right? And then I had another player come out as gay, and they were each other's favorite personnel. And I was like, ah, you see, I'm a matchmaker now as well. That's beautiful. I love that. But it, it didn't say it didn't say they were together. It's just they both said the other one was their favorite personnel. And I was like, ah, you see, you see, matchmaker, you know, and the manager. You know, I'm, I'm loving it. Man, that's like, they've, they've seen Team it. Team spirit. Exactly. If he can say it, I can say it. Love that. I still yeah. haven't had that on my game. I know I know it's quite it's quite a popular thing. I've genuinely never had it on my game. I'm quite upset yeah. about that. I'd like to see that happen. You get I a commercial windfall, apparently. There you go. I want the two player just because I, I want the uh, when you're loading up your manager profile at the start of the season, it has all the different kind of options, you know. Are you, you know, are you coaching? I want I want Silla Black as an option. That's what I want. <laughs> Blind it. <laughs> Personality type matchmaker. Results on and off the pitch. You know, there you go. You see. Ball. You see. Mm -hmm. 
as long as they stay, you know, stay cool with each other, that's 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 a good ten years there. Mm. I think that's pretty. That, that's that's what you want at the end of your uh, end of your island save. You want that you want those, those, <laughs> those those two lads to lift the World Cup together. That's that's the end of the you, story. Oh, there you go. That's the there you go. Twenty fifty, right there. Oh. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Mate, that would be the greatest thing because that would also cause uproar back home as well, and that would be <laughs> for great uproar. Great uproar about of a fictitious game to be like, oh, I, want, <laughs> I want to celebrate, but I want to be angry at the same time. So it'd be. <laughs> Be one old man, miserable as shit. You know what I mean. We finally won the World Cup, but I'm not happy about it. You know, <laughs> I won't follow Big Damo on Twitter because of this. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit of that actually. Funny you say, I got a bit of that last year. I because I put, um, I, I believe uh, in pro-choice, and I got so much angry Americans at me over that. And it's like, it's one of those things, you know. For years, when we did the we're told to be like kind of apolitical, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the the beauties of, of being out of it is, you know, I can actually, you know, put something up that I want to put up. So I was like, you know, of course I'm going to, of course I'm going to be pro-choice. You know, that should be my choice at all. You know what I mean? Like it should be, it should be theirs. And uh, so I put that up and I got so much hatred. And I, it was the first time, like you, you deal with negativity plenty, you know, on, on uh, Twitter and whatever else, because, you know, it, as somebody, I think it was uh, Louis CK or something, you know, said that Twitter is just like, the person like rambling in the street you know what i mean but for some reason we're listening you know but uh <laughs> the, the funny part is you know that is that is actually incredibly true um but yeah the amount of negativity i got for that so could you imagine if i put up this you know fuck it, i might put it up you know what i mean so like i'll put it up uh <laughs> i'm gonna have to gonna have to <laughs> yeah well we're, 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 we're sort of like um we quite like the fact that we're quite outspoken about various issues and stuff like we we're, we're fine like, so we've, we've spoken about the newcastle takeover we've spoken about the world cup like we speak we speak about obviously uh about you know um about pro-choice we speak about gay rights you know it's it's something that we're really proud of of, of championing we don't hide behind any of that i was like we know that there'll be people sitting there going like oh i don't really agree with it like, yeah well fuck off then we're not bothered with you exactly like, if you're not mm-hmm. it, honestly could you imagine don't come if it doesn't, if it doesn't affect you directly, then why the fuck are you annoyed? And I, there's something I just don't understand. Um, but you know, it's just I think people want to have an opinion on everything. You know, like in a, in the most negative, like honestly, this especially this. I think COVID has proved that people are cunts. You know, more than more than ever before, um, because you're you're. I think you're almost giving like oxygen to people with their awful takes and whatever else you know what i mean um you've definitely seen plenty of that recently you know but uh yeah i completely agree with you and that's that's exactly how we should be looking because at the end of the day you know we're all in this wonderful situation where you know people are, are watching us or listening to us and whatever else so um you know you want to say to them well this is what i believe and if you don't like it you can go fuck yourself so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent mm-hmm Exactly. Exactly. That, that's it. It's you know, it's, it's not even just that you know, it's, it's it's given people a platform for opinion. It's given people a platform for opinion that they have to like. They have to be right as well. It's not just that this is what I think. Is that this is what I think and this is correct. So not only if you disagree with me, are we not going to get on because we have a differing opinion? We're not going to get on because you're wrong. So it's like, oh no, god, yeah. Fuck you, fuck you, man. Fuck you. I I, I, I just sit here. <laughs> I want to sit here playing football manager, pretending that two of the players that I have in my club are a couple and laughing together. Why does that make me a bad person? Like, yeah, just, just. And why, why does that make someone angry as well? That's the thing, isn't it? It's oh like, my god! I think, I think, I think, Rich, I think you said it a while ago, saying was saying about freedom of speech, and and I think you put mm. it along the lines of freedom of speech isn't freedom of consequence. Like, yes, you can say whatever mm. you want, but hundred percent have the consequence 100%. that people are not going to like what you say. Like, if what you say comes from from a, a place of bigotry or hatred, then of course it's going to get people who are, you know, intelligent. It's going to get their backs up. You know, mm. I think one of the things that bothers me the most, and I think like. Um, you know, somebody said this really well. It's like, you know, if you wouldn't say it to somebody's face, then why do you think it's okay to say it? You know what I mean? Because realistically, like, you know for a fact, like, a lot of people probably could deserve a good slap, right, every now and again. Right? That, that is that is the truth, right? And we're all um, big enough and ugly enough to know that. Um, but, but Twitter kind of eliminates that aspect of the consequential part, you know what I mean? And I think that's the, you know, if you walked up to somebody in a club, you wouldn't, you know, criticize them for whatever reason but it's okay to do it on, on you know twitter or whatever else you know so I mean, that, that, that's the part I, I wonder if there could be a consequence button on twitter i mean again as, as, as a, a stand-up i can tell you people definitely do feel as well that they that they can join in at any point and tell you what they think and it's often <laughs> well, wrong as well 
what I would love to know, like, is how many people try to tell jokes to you. That must so be many. fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Oh my so god. Many. That must be the cringe of your life. The, the oh. ultimate cringe must be when somebody comes up thinking they're fucking hilarious. See, the thing is, right? No one's going to come up to you and go, oh, let, like, w- watch me do a clothesline, right? No one's gonna do- <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would. That'd be amazing. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's a move for you, right? No one's going to do that. <laughs> right? Whereas for us, they're going to go, oh, here's a joke. And you, you instantly go, this is going to be racist, isn't it? Right? Mm-hmm. And usually yep. it is. Of course uh, it is. Or if you're in a, if you're in a gig environment, you usually whoever decides to pipe up and heckle is a few beers deep and thinks I've got this one forgetting that the person on stage has a microphone. So it's instantly louder and oh does God. it for a job. So it's clearly better. Um, <laughs> and, and my, Oh, some of the battles I had on stage have been brilliant. Like just cause the best ones are as when people don't realize just how badly it's going for them. And <laughs> just the whole is like in uproar because like, they go, I've got a really funny thing to say, and you just go for it and go for it and go for it. And they're like, I probably should sit down now. Actually, I, think <laughs> I, I think I've outstayed my welcome. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> that makes it all worthwhile, though. Oh, and then at the end, they go, Oh, I, I helped you out there, didn't I? I go, You ruined the show. <laughs> you literally. <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody to come and demonstrate clotheslines to me now. Like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> that's the, the new thing. <laughs> <laughs> just stop you in the street go de- demo demo just uh just gonna try a lariat have you tried this <laughs> i'm in i'm in I, i'll ju- I, I will judge people's wrestling moves i mean no problem just in the middle of flo- just in the middle of the high street someone tries to put a figure four <laughs> on you, have it have at it go for it mate go for it <laughs> There if there's so, one thing we could take away from this podcast, it, it's do sharpshooters in front of Damo. He's going to work for it. it, 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 it I'm in. Um, let's do it. Uh, and hope, hopefully, you know, they don't hurt each other. But if they do, that's also great. Exactly. Exactly. So, 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 how, so obviously you're back now, back on the independent scene. Obviously, we, we did say before, former WWE. So obviously we had NXT UK. Then, of course, you went over to Florida. Um, you're now back on the independent circuit. How's that working out for you? Because obviously a lot more travel, I'm guessing. Now around uh, the world, my, my travel interstate. Absolutely, um, yeah. it's been absolutely nuts. Actually, to give you guys a, a very quick idea of my last two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. I flew. Oh my god! The, 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 sorry, my last three weeks have been nuts. So I went from Orlando. Actually, I'm actually wrong. I've. Uh, I went. I think it was Orlando, Dublin. I wrestled a couple of shows in Ireland, I believe. Uh, and then I wrestled a couple of shows in England, but I, w- I flew back then to um, meet my family in New York. We, we went to, to Broadway, which is really fucking cool. We went to see Hamilton, uh, which is amazing. And then I did a show in Chicago, flew overnight to do a show in London. Um, and then <laughs> and then I flew back to, uh, oh God, when did I fly back? So the, the, like, the fact that I can't even remember, and this is just the last couple of weeks, by the way. So, but like, it's been it's been a bit a bit nonstop. Um, but like, one of the cool parts of it is it's entirely my fault because I've chosen this to happen, right? Whereas previously, if I was miserable about my schedule, it would be somebody else has, has created it. Now I can be miserable on my own fault. You know, it's my fault that I'm miserable. You know, um, but the you know, as I was saying to you guys, like the beauty, I actually really enjoy traveling, and like I, I've made, um. I've made traveling work for me, um, and especially with the likes of football managers. Like, it, if I am stuck that bit longer than airport, I am stuck on a on a nine hour flight, say whatever else. Then I always am prepared. Like this tablet that I'm literally talking to you guys on right now. Um, yes, the, the video, the camera might have stalled, right? But it is very reliable in every other way. So, <laughs> and the battery lasts forever. So, um, but it's been uh, it's been fantastic though for like to to be able to choose my own um, schedule. Like recently, like. There was a couple of companies I wanted to work for, and that, that's what I've been working for, you know. And it's like, then like somebody gives me a random message saying, "Hey, can you come and do this?" I'm like, "Hell, yeah, why not?" You know. And that's kind of been the way things are going. I'm, I'm back over again at the end of October. Where I'm doing like a bunch of shows um, in Ireland, which is fantastic. Um, there was a long period I, I didn't get a chance to to be in Ireland, um, but there's a great company there, OTT or Over the Top Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are running all over all across ireland which is which is fantastic and we're doing like a show with them and like i think the first show is in wolverhampton which is unusual and then we mm-hmm. go to uh, dublin and belfast and then we're also doing um waterford or, or wexford i think i'm hoping it's waterford because just for my my save file 
I think, but it might be Wexford. Um, and then we're doing Derry as well. So, yeah, I know that'd be cool. But then we're doing Derry as well. So we're all over the country, which is really cool. And, and that's something that's like a lot of fun for me, especially like for years, I, you know, I didn't really get a chance to come down. If it was, it'd be for two days or three days. And then over COVID, I missed two years entirely. So I didn't get to come home mm. at all. Um, mm. So finally, when I... Um, and I got released with Dudley, and then my green card got finalised. I was able to leave the country after, which was, you know, effectively two years. Um, and I've made sure to try and get back every six weeks, eight weeks, um, try and spend a bit of time at home, um, and then do shows around the UK or Europe. Um, and also, I'm, I'm going to go and see a few United games as well this season, which is going to work out pretty well for me. So I just hope that, uh, you know, we actually play well. But that, that's different. You know, you know, my, my positivity was at the start of the, <laughs> the start of the show. So. Um, but honestly, like, you know, having to choose my own schedule has been really cool. But listen, has there been months where there's been cancellations? Absolutely. I was meant to go to Mexico um, at the start of August and that all got cancelled really late in July. Um, so that was a, you know, a right kick in the balls. But like, um, I know that that opportunity, when it comes up again, I'll, you know, I'll take it and whatever else. But that would have been very cool to do because, you know, it's something very unique and very different to what I'm used to. Um, but like you know, that's so there has been cancellations. There has been problems, of course. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about that. Like, um, but in general, like being able to choose my entire year has been has been awesome. Um, like for, you know, I was telling you, I was able to meet my family and in New York was very cool. Um, and we you know we made the most of it. We had we had a great time. Um, whereas you know previously I might not have been able to make that choice. Um, when I was you know under the contract, you're kind of at their beck and call in a way, and that's kind of the way you are under that. Uh, you know for at least a few years of your contract, you're kind of okay. I kind of have to do what I'm told. You know top to bottom here. So <laughs> so to be mm-hmm. able to, to to do it, what I uh, kind of want to do and go where I want to go has been very cool. Um, and uh, long may I continue, shall we say. Mm-hmm. No, fantastic, man. And, and that, ladies and gents, in a nutshell, is why Big Damo has gotten through so many 30-plus-year saves on football. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if, you want, if, if, you want, if you want to put that level of time into your saves, all you need to do is become an internationally uh, renowned uh, professional wrestler. And mm-hmm. you'll spend enough time in airports and, uh, and transport. Just you, You'll fly through it. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's... You'll, you'll be amazed how much easier the process is of travelling. When you've got a get a save mm. file that you're very fucking specific about, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I mean, oh, no, you, I mean, you, you know. say there about travel. I mean, I, last last week I travelled uh, to Norfolk, so I mean, you know, oh it's, shit, it's the same in it. So mm. <laughs> that's awkward. That's actually an awkward drive. You know, what I mean, I, I, I'd only be thinking, I'd only be thinking about Alan Partridge the entire time, anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> genuinely saw an owl sanctuary. I was like. <laughs> Kids, 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 we're pulling over. It's happening. It's happening now. <laughs> Best day of my life. You know, it's, you know, t- 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 Tony and I through, you know, through comedy and, and myself a long time ago through music. You know, we've 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 toured and we've travelled, but nowhere near, not not even scratch the surface, the extent that, that that you have, man. Is is there anybody else that you've kind of you know um, through through the WWE through the independent scene that you know? has the same level of let's just call it obsession because that's what it is with a game like fm like you do because that because that, that is a good question mm. so there are a bunch of lads so i i uh, there's a bunch of lads back home so i i don't really meet uh as many fm fans stateside like you meet the occasional one don't get me wrong mm. right um but i was on a show you'll love this i was on a show uh, in dublin and Christ, so the T-shirt I was wearing, I'm actually wearing it right now. I wish the camera could show it. It's one of my favorite YouTube um, uh, FM guys, um, Park the Prem. Um, and space. it's got work the, work the Space. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, lo- I love watching them, right? Um, and I was wearing this T-shirt. Uh, and so many of the guys come up to me and said, oh, we're Work the Space fans. And I was like, holy shit. So not only are they, they football manager fans, like this is a couple of guys from Italy and a couple of guys from Ireland. Not only are they football manager fans, but they also watch the same fucking YouTuber that I watch, you know. So I had a really good couple of hours, <laughs> good couple of hours talking about it. Um, <laughs> um, but honestly, I think uh, you'll have a lot of guys more into FIFA and stuff like that. He'll maybe bring their, their playstations with them and stuff, and that they'll, mm. they'll play FIFA a lot. Like there's a wrestler Rusev. He, he like goes as Miro mm. on uh, yeah. on AEW, and he was a big FIFA nut. Um, and he'd be a nightmare to play against. Actually, you'd uh, always play fucking Real Madrid. Like, and then um, mm. there's a guy. Uh, uh, he was uh, Grand Metalik in Dodgeably Mexican mm-hmm. wrestler who mm-hmm. is massive into FIFA as well. So him and I played each other about a hundred times, and he used to frustrate the shit out of me because he would he would play kind of like the Pro Evolution style, 
against me. Mm-hmm. And like I used to love Pre-Evo. Like, it was one of my favorite uh, uh, one of my favorite games. But he played Pre-Evo years after I, I gave it up, right? So mm-hmm. playing against him used to fucking annoy the shit out of me, right? Um, but he, he was he was pretty good. He, he's good at FIFA. So when I meet him, and I meet him every now and again at an airport or a show, and we'll end up talking FIFA, you know what I mean, or, or, or whatever mm-hmm. else. But sadly, no, I don't meet enough football manager fans. That, that is something that like I'm trying to, to bring to the world. <laughs> trying to explain to people how handy it is, you know? Um, but uh, it has been more uh, like FIFA because when we, when we all got switches, right? Because of course we all got switches, you know. Um, we could play each other on the plane and stuff like that, which was quite cool. Like so, and very frustrating as well. Um, but you could play each other, you know. For example, uh, if, there were, if we were on a bus or whatever, like a few of us could play the one game, which was really cool. That we'd be on a random NXT trip and there'd be like eight of us all playing like FIFA or something together, which was which was pretty badass. Um, mm-hmm. But like in general, um, Football Manager isn't as popular, but. Anytime I'm home, uh, you know, when I'm in the local, uh, the local shows, that's when uh, I tell everybody my stories. <laughs> well, I mean, well, this is the thing. Part part of the faction that we've obviously now created that will be mm. our first uh, our first storyline will be about football manager, and we'll we'll go and we'll take on the FIFA guys, and we'll we'll all Love throw it. them. Um, we'll battle them. We'll, Exactly. Of course, we'll. Of course, we, we'll we've got it. the tactics. We've got the tactics, boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They've got, they've got shiny graphics, but we've we've got we've got a spreadsheet. <laughs> we know what we're talking about. Yeah. You know I mean? They they we might have all the teams, you know, there as well. But fuck them. You know what I mean? Whatever. Exactly. I'm going to do my finishing move yeah. called the Data Hub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's it's not. It's called the Bleak Narrative Ending. It's <laughs> <laughs> the early sack. He's going for the early sacking. <laughs> oh no! It's so true. The contract um, termination, yes. I tell you what, when I when I when I lock, <laughs> listen, listen, wrestlers, when I lock in the vote of confidence, you oh, you're muddied. That yeah, the, sometimes the dreaded vote of confidence. Um, oh, there you go. No, it's just the dreaded. No, it's, it's, always, <laughs> always, always going to go for send assistant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is the game changer. That is actually the game changer. I think you win. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't we've it? got we've got we've got a triple move that's called the uh, demand more. So we all come <laughs> up together. Exactly, exactly. Which isn't as, it's not as effective anymore. Last year, oh my god, super effective. Mm-hmm. Mm. Exactly. There, there, to be fair, there is there is the crossover because to a degree, when you see a really really talented wrestler who might not be as good, you know, on the mic as somebody else, so they give them manager, they give them the mouthpiece. There is a very, very big <laughs> send assistant vibe to that, isn't there? You know, <laughs> Paul Heyman is the ultimate send assistant. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Ex- ex- exactly. Exactly. You know, Malcolm Bivitt, Stokely Hathaway. That, that, that's there you go. Send assistant guy. That's why I want. That's why I want my corner. He would be the he would be the best assistant manager, actually. You know what I mean? Because he's he's not intimidating. You know what I mean? But he will get the job done. He'll do everything you want done, right? And he'll do it really well. He'll do it with a smileless face. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think this is a million million dollar idea. I think with Jen, this is an absolute game changer. This tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like you know the five people who both play Football Manager and watch wrestling are going to really like be stoked about this. So. <laughs> oh, there, there, oh shit! There We're is, three of them. There is, there is, a, there is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot that crossover. crossover. That crossover. crossover. Is, yeah, huge. Glad to hear. I'm huge. so glad to hear. Mm-hmm. So obviously now you're back on on the indies then is there anything that you that you've got that you haven't necessarily got lined up just yet but you were like now i'm out of contact with we if this comes up oh i would run hand over fist straight away to grab that is there any opportunities or any sort of like plans that you that you would want to do that you haven't quite been able to do just yet absolutely like i told you about the mexico one was something that yeah. like i didn't realize i, I wanted to happen until mm. it was meant to happen and didn't so now like i want to make sure that that gets sorted you know in the next couple of years but like J- japan's always been a massive massive um, mm. ambition of mine and i got a bit unlucky in that i was meant to go to japan um in 2016 and that's when WWE came calling so my timing just sucked a little bit there so I'm hoping that I can rectify that. And I've been very blessed that I've got to wrestle a lot of Japanese wrestlers. And I've been working with New Japan um, when they've done their, their their strong tapings over in America. So I'm hoping that I can eventually get over there um, and experience it properly because I've never really um, 
you know, as I said, you know, it, it came up, it's it's almost happened a bunch of times. And then when it was definitely meant to happen, it wasn't able to happen. So, um, so that is, that is my, that is my, uh, my goal before the end of my career is to definitely try and get over there. Um, and if it doesn't happen, then that's fine. I'll get over there as a, as a punter and I'll, I'll go and try and experience the, the country as a, you know, as a traveling, um, retiree if need be <laughs> and um but that is something i do want to do because uh, you know wrestling is treated so much differently there and it's something that like mm-hmm. i would love to experience properly as i say like i've mm-hmm. i've now wrestled like maybe 20 japanese wrestlers which has been very cool and i've had some of the best experiences and some of my favorite matches um against the japanese lads so it'd be really cool to try and take it to the next level but yeah the mexico thing again never never in my wildest dreams did i you know think i'd go there in the first place and now because it didn't happen at the last second i, I need it to happen so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i hope both work as well you know because it's especially the japan thing because as just as somebody chatting to you on a podcast i hope it works out for you because you know i want my nice <laughs> thing you. to happen for people but you know Thanks very as much. somebody who also enjoys wrestling i that you know, my jam is big lads clattering big lads, and there's no better place <laughs> to see that than Japan. So, like, I, absolutely, I would, be, I would be very, very interested to watch a lot of matches you could possibly have over there. So, I, I hope both work out for you, man. Genuinely, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, I guess the only thing that we've brought left for you is well, one thing as well that you haven't said that you wanted to do, which we presume you want to do, is PVP. Okay, so football <laughs> manager players versus football manager players. I'm just saying, oh my god, few, there's a few tournaments that I'm sure you know would would love to have you in if that opportunity arose. <laughs> would that would that be something that you'd be that would be on your radar? Maybe if if the timing works out, let's fucking do it. All right, let, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. <laughs> there, you there you go. Mark that in your diaries, everyone. That's the thing that might happen <laughs> potentially in the future. You'll see my After mental we... four two four. So there you go. Ooh. We'll, 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 we'll bring we'll bring our Japanese wrestling belts to the to the table with us. We'll all have, have a great time. Um, I tell you what, Demo, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Like, genuinely appreciate your time, and it's been it's been so cool for you to to come on and uh, and obviously hear your stories. Um, where can people get in touch? I guess if people want to follow you, where can people find out more about you? Do you want to plug some shows and just let let us know know some stuff? And then the, your time is now essentially. Absolutely, appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, first and foremost, boys, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm hoping that there is this this mad wrestling and football manager crossover. Um, but for anybody uh, who doesn't follow me, please look at me on social media at Demo Mackle, all one word at Demo Mackle, and uh, also Linktree.com/slash Demo Mackle is probably the best way because it's got all my my links and everything else there. Um, but uh, as for for shows coming up yes i'm doing a, a bunch of shows with progress wrestling uh, in the uk i'm, I'm going to be re- there we're doing a show in birmingham and london the 25th and 27th september and then at the end of october i'll be back again the 23rd of october for progress in london and then again i'll be over for ott ireland and um, so anybody who's who's uh, on uh, the fair isle um wants to see i'll be in uh, the 20 20- Eighth, I believe, is in Wolverhampton, which isn't Ireland, but it's in England. <laughs> and then the 29th and 30th is in Dublin, Belfast. And then we think we're in uh, the Wexford thing on the 31st. And then November 5th in Derry. So as for stateside, um, you'll have to follow me on the, <laughs> you'll have to follow me uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram for, for those links because I've only written down the, 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 the UK ones. So. <laughs> I'm very prepared, guys. Very prepared. That's fair. That's much right more prepared than we are, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> oh, mate, genuinely, it's it's been it's been so good having you, man, and like appreciate uh, you coming on. And obviously, like you know what, the fact that you that you grind on Football Manager just that makes thing. <laughs> Like, you know, so, so you'd be gutted if I was just one of those guys who would pick up you know, like Man United or something and play that for like 10 years and then never play the game again you know yeah like plug in tactics like nah I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it for a start but then you were just like no, no I've just played the nation I'm like yeah good, good. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll send you guys some screenshots of, of how Waterford's getting on so you can get a please. fair idea so. please do <laughs> Hundred percent, hundred percent. We'll do that. Absolutely, uh, Rich. Anything you want to plug your socials before we go? Um, yeah, I'm wrestling Big Demo for Progress Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you, you can. You... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> no, you, you can find me uh, on 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 uh, on on Twitter. I'm at Rich Owens FM uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Rich Owens FM. When this episode goes out, I'm, I'm I make a brief break from streaming because of moving house. Um, but give me a couple of weeks, I'll be back. It'll be really, really, really good. Um, but until then, you've got me on podcast form, which is just as good. Um, Tony, what about you, man? Where are people finding you? Easy places to find me. Twitter is at Tony Jameson and on Twitch is Tony Jameson FM. Of course, you can also follow the podcast, which is FMT Pod, Football Manager Therapy on YouTube. And get this demo. We've got a short plug as well. We have got the Nottingham Comedy Festival, uh, 7th of November. It's a Monday night. We are doing a one-hour live podcast recording plus a bit of an FM meetup afterwards. Tickets have been sold. People are turning up. It's going to be a blast. So, uh, yeah, Excellent. links in the description for that. So come and hang out with us. It'll be good fun. Uh, we've got people traveling all the way from Denmark to come and see it genuinely. Ooh! That surprises us, but it's going to be it's going to be good. <laughs> so come and hang out, have a bit of a, a bit of a meet and greet, and we'll have a few beers plus some special guests as well. But ultimately, go and check out Demo. Follow all of his links, and of course, go and get some tickets to those wrestling shows as well. As I say, Demo, pleasure for you being here. Genuinely appreciate it. Thank you for your time. We're going to wrap this one up. This has been a lot of fun. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. We'll see you all soon on another episode of Football Manager Therapy. Mm-hmm.